Welcome to episode 15 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And this is Greg. And this is the podcast where we're talking, thinking, making, and drinking cocktails. So uh, what's on the agenda for tonight, Shan? You know, I thought maybe we could talk about our own journey into uh, loving the cocktail scene here. That is kind of the why, where and why and how and w- what we're doing doing this thing in, in the first place and kind of where we got to. Well, one thing stands out in my mind, uh, one particular thing. Are you going to lead with that? I think I will. Mm-hmm. So we have friends that, you know, gradually we were all getting into cocktailing and going out and having cocktails and having very strong drinks over at our friend's house. And Christmas was coming up. I went to the bookstore and I was digging around and I found this beautiful book and it was called The Experimental Cocktail Club. And it's a book. And, you know, I I purchased it for them as a gift and I brought it home and I said, hey, Greg, look at this beautiful book I bought. And it is, it's a nice book. It's a hardbound book. It's a, you know, just sub coffee table size. You know, it's, it's not too big to have on your shelf, but, you know, it's it's a nice quality quality book and the pictures are beautiful and it was a good piece and I thought it was a great present for them. Yeah, so we you know we sat down we were kind of flipping through you know as you do when you buy a book for a friend. Absolutely, and, and you're interested in drinking, so yeah. And you know the more we looked at this book, the more interested we got in the recipes. And we'd been you know we had looked through other cocktail books. I mean you're gonna. In a bookstore, you know, you're going to see those cocktail manuals that have just, you know, thick with different, uh, di- and we have several of them on our shelf, you know, it's thick with recipes and stuff. And, and you know, they're, they're good. They're a good uh, kind of encyclopedia to have on hand. But this was, this was a little bit different. And I mean, there's several of them out there, I'm sure. And it was also our first. Yeah, it was the first one we had purchased. So it was, it was a, a definitely an eye-opening experience. And, and soon after that, we end up purchasing a copy for ourselves to have at home. We said, I, you know, I'm just dog-earing. Actually, we bought them a new one because we had, we had started going through the one that we had. We have page markers where we started page yeah. marking the things that we wanted <laughs> to try immediately. Exactly. So, well, yes, we bought a second copy for our friends, so we didn't give them our dog-eared version. But this was really the first time that we realized that the drinks that we were having out were accessible to us to make Absolutely. it home. Because a lot of times you know you're, you're going to look on the menu there at your favorite establishment, and it'll tell you these you know mystery items that uh, you may or may not recognize the name of, or you know, maybe some are unobtainable. But it says nothing about how to do it, how much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this book, the first thing I noticed when I looked at the first recipes, it's telling you exactly what they're using down to the brand name. It's telling you exactly how much to use, you know, and uh, the technique of how to put it together. And if there was something that uh, you had to make, back in the back of the index, it's telling you how to make that too. And I'm like, wow, this is a the book that I kind of thought was going to end up being a, a little pretentious ended up being you know, just a real wealth of information, really. You know, I think first we should maybe feature a recipe from this book. So let's do that. Let's get, let's get everybody drinking sip. so they can drink along as we're, uh, we're kind of going to... A, the story of our journey. That's right. So what should we pick from the, the, basically the Bible that we have here, the dog-eared <laughs> Bible that we have sitting around? You know, one of, my, one of my favorite ones that they have is called the Huntsman. I think it was one of the first ones we made, too. It is, because the ingredients are really simple and, and super approachable. Super attain- obtainable, too, yeah. Well, you know, the book is really good. It's got um, really difficult ingredients to find, but it also has a wealth of, ingre- you know, 
of recipes that feature ingredients that are a little bit more adaptable to things that are more common. Right on. Let's get this going. Okay, so the Huntsman. We're going to um, add ice to a mixing glass. Okay. So if you could grab your mixing glass out on this. A little ice in there. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, the ingredients that we're going to need uh, is going to be uh, 101 bourbon. Okay, so we're using the wild so, turkey 101. Mm-hmm. We have a Chambord, which is, a, I believe it's a raspberry liqueur. Right. Usually comes in like a globe-shaped thing with a golden, strange gold It looks like lid a on regal it. crown. It looks like kind a regal of. crown. <laughs> so, yeah. But you see it everywhere. You see it. You may have it up in your cupboard because you made some weird dessert sometime. You have that? And honestly, that is one of the liqueurs that we have that we had. I had no idea what to use it for. Right. We had and it, I think we, my mom bought it to put in a dessert. It was or in a dessert. We had it for a dessert, yeah. And so we had it. Didn't really know that it was an ingredient you could use in a cocktail. Correct, yeah. And uh, that's, that's that's one of the delicious cocktails you can make with that. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to pull out our orange bitters. Fantastic. So we're using Angostura brand orange bitters, and those are really easy to find. Okay, so what? here's our quantity. So we're going to do one and three quarters of an ounce of your 101 bourbon whiskey. And again, this is right out of the book. They're telling you exactly how much to use. Okay, here we go. It is in there. Then we're going to do a half an ounce of Chambord. All right, the Chambord. Let me grab that. Half ounce? Half an ounce. Okay, half ounce is in there. And a couple dashes of orange bitters. Okay, we're going to do... Two nice big dashes in there. Okay. Use your measuring device on these recipes because right, right. one thing or another thing could completely overpower your drink. Absolutely. And this recipe is tested and perfect and balanced. So measure. Yeah, because Chambord, it's pretty sweet, so you can overpower it. So again, I'm just going to say, you know, you can eyeball your jigger, you know, that kind of two sided, you know, ounce, ounce and a half. Uh, thing that looks like maybe a uh i mean it depends on what it looks like what you have they all look different but i suggest getting a uh definitely getting a small delineated uh measuring cup of some sort with a spout on it ideally mine is two ounces and it has a lot of different measurements on it. it has mls on it too there are um, also jiggers that you can purchase online from certain manufacturers oh, sure that have everything. the delineation inside sure. of there's them. Everything. So, um, but it's hard to eyeball. So, mm-hmm. and, and when you're starting out, when you're an amateur like us, measuring is the key to success. Absolutely. All right. Okay, so we've put all those in there. Let's go mm-hmm. ahead and stir. Okay. Um, I threw a couple coops into the freezer, so let me uh, let Perfect. me grow the grab those. Again, you want to stir that for about thirty seconds. Simple recipe, this this one, really mm-hmm. simple. All right, let's go ahead and strain that into our coops. Okay, we're gonna put that in the coops here right now. Oh, yeah, look at that. That looks really good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a golden color, actually, when it pours out. That Chambord is a little bit of a pur- strange purple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's kind of a pretty color. It really does add a little color to it. Right. It um, makes it, like I say, it makes it kind of a, like if you're looking right through the top, you can get a sense of that purple. Now, you know you've gone too, gone too much of the Chambord if it really is purple in there, and you're going to taste it. But you want it to be like a golden color almost. And you can, when you smell it, the Chambord is probably the first thing you're going to smell. Right. Um, all right, so cheers, and let's see what you cheers. think of that. Let's get L- this little sample that, here. That guy, we we are fav- this is a favorite of ours from this book, also because it's oh. really super simple to make. Really good, really good. Yeah, it's a fast make. 
it's quick and easy. And uh, like I say, you, you, you're you going to have some super simple ingredients you can find anywhere to make this thing. Okay, well, now that's somebody... That's fantastic. Now I love I've it. got a drink in my hand. Yeah, now we can talk about... Maybe we'll, we talk about a story a little bit here. Talk about a book a little bit. Let, give you some time to drink this up while exactly. we talk about this. Exactly. So, yeah, they, uh, the book's, uh, like I said, the book is called The Experimental Cocktail Club. It's uh, by four guys that were uh, living in Paris. They're Parisians. And they, had, you know, kind of had an innate love of food and drink as it was already. And in university, they started talking about how they wouldn't mind kind of putting together a cocktail bar. And, of course, when I first, like I said, when I first picked up the book and, you know, here's a picture of these four Parisian men with the little beards and how they have this kick-ass cocktail bar, I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be pretentious <laughs> and terrible. But, like, you know, as we alluded to, when you start reading through the book, these guys are straight up, and they're all about basically quality, quality, quality in everything, in every aspect, the drinks, the atmosphere, just everything that they're putting together. And then at the same time, wanting to share it so much that they're going to give you, you know, these exact directions and stuff. That really spoke to me. Like I said, maybe other books do this too, but this is really the first one we had and first one we picked up. So as we were going through this and we got that uh, copy for ourselves for Christmas, uh, well, during Christmas time, Mm -hmm. kind of the natural thing was is that we were like, well, let's make some of these for New Year's and we're going to celebrate New Year's with uh, the friend of ours, the couple that we bought the book for. And uh, we said, hey, we're going (laughs) to... bring the stuff to make three of these drinks. So we're going to pick three drinks out of this cocktail book and, like, you know, go out and get the stuff to make these and have a fun New Year's Eve. And they agreed to do a couple that on their end as well. So that's kind of where it That's all started. That's a New Year's right there. That's a New Year's. <laughs> so I had a Monday off, and Sham was at work, and uh, I said, I'm going to go to the... I'm going to the liquor store and I'm going on a shopping trip. So I had my well, and we flagged we flagged our three recipes. Sure, yeah, we in picked advance, the three recipes yeah. we wanted to have in advance. And we, I mean, honestly, we didn't have a lot of things in no, the house. Our bar was very minimal, and we have wine. <laughs> I yeah. guess that was about it. We had some I wine, mean, we and we really... had the Chambord, and maybe you know some whiskey and some vodka, and that's about all we had. And you know, three three quarter bottles of each that we'd had for years. And I would say, like one of the things I thought was really interesting about the book when we were flipping through it is that they were experimenting with things that they had found. So they might have been mm-hmm. picking up old alcohol that they had like got at a estate sale or you out know, of their uncle's basement or something. Which, you know, they list those ingredients in their in their recipes. Right. We know that's an experiment for them also. So I felt like just even the name of it felt like we could also it opened up us experimenting to bring in our own brands. Sure. Which, Hopefully, as we, I mean, that really was kind of the kernel of us um, telling you guys about when we say, try this, try different sweet vermouths, Absolutely. try different gins, try, you know, because here's a, here's a book that basically was telling us the same thing when we That's first started. That's the message that I got, basically. And, and, you know, it kind of gave you a building block because you're going to be able to start out, you know, I was able to start out making, you know, restaurant bar quality drinks just from their book from following their instructions and following their simple you know kind of like this is how you do it types instructions and to me that really opened the door so go ahead on that vein you know i head to the liquor store with my list of stuff and of course some things you know i'd had to kind of substitute for because i may not have the exact same brand name like they would just list for example for a 101 they said you know you can use a just any high proof 
you know, bourbon at that point. Well, like the drink we just made. The, the yeah, husband. exactly. And, uh, of course, that time, you know, I talked to the specialist there at the liquor store, and they're like, you know, Wild Turkey 101, there's your high-proof bourbon right there. So, And it turns out that's one of our favorites, and we have that around all the time. It's a great, a great mixer. So I end up uh, getting all the stuff I we needed, and it was the most expensive trip to the liquor store that I ever had in my life. So to start your <laughs> start your three drink bar, it's going to be very expensive. But I want to start with one or two drinks exactly. instead. Oh, I got a pit, I got a text sent to me that day. I remember this, uh, and it was the whole kitchen table just covered in booze bottles. <laughs> and I and, and also the receipt was in that picture too. I said I just spent more money on booze than I ever had in my life. But I will say, like, when you do that, you're not just making one drink. Like, you're setting yourself up to be able to make right. many drinks. And if you look at the cost and you look at going out, it's definitely still less expensive exactly. to have restaurant quality or bar quality cocktails at home than it is right. to go out. Um, and we can talk about what we've learned about right. going out to establishments later. Right. I mean, if you look at it, you know, uh, at least here in Seattle, you're paying between 12 and $16 for a, a cocktail at a, a, at, craft a cocktail. at a craft cocktail at a better establishment. I mean, you can get a little cheaper than that, you know, especially on happy hour and or a dive bar where you don't really know what you're going to get. But, I mean, that's what you're paying. And, and we've been to some other cities, and that's about the same thing we saw. But anyway, so I had my three recipes, and that same day I said, I'm making these three recipes. So as I'm, you know, shaking and stirring and mixing and putting things together, I would— take a picture and send to Shannon and say, hey, I made the first one. It tasted great. And Which is, by the way, not the text you want to have when you're working. <laughs> when you're working. <laughs> hey, look at this. So the, by the time I got to the third like, one, damn it. <laughs> by the time I got to the third one and sent her the picture, she's like, you're not drinking all those as you're doing them. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just sampling them That's as, what as I'm saying. making them. And I didn't because I would have been in, in the bag had I got to the point. But Still however, a hard thing to get when you're sitting in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, hey, look at all these drinks that I'm making. But anyway, so we take the uh, we go with the we go over to our friends on New Year's Eve with our rattling, each of us carrying two rattling bags of bottles and our you know our neophyte uh, mixing apparatus and our <laughs> neophyte uh, uh, measuring apparatus and we head over to our friends and you know they as well had picked out a couple that they bought the uh, ingredients for and uh, you know then the evening was about to progress. It was a very fun, very fun New Year's, by the way. Uh, I will say, as we started going through that, we started to realize the things that we were going to need. And so when we talk about tools, um, a lot of the tools that we've gotten have been either from that first experiment. Right. And it's mainly out of necessity, too. It's not like we're saying, oh, you need to have all this stuff just to check these boxes off. No, it's like your kit is going to look, you know, you know, you can have the nice set that matches and stuff for when your friends are over but you know if you want to have uh you know your everyday consistency kit is going to be like ours going to be you know a little plastic measuring cup that is has all delineations on it you're going to have your mixing glass and you're going to have your bar spoon and your set and then of course a hawthorne strainer and maybe a couple other little items but and i'm almost embarrassed to take pictures of the things that we actually make our cocktails with but they're the, very utilitarian. They are utilitarian. But like the little measuring cup that Greg talks about all the time is literally a little plastic measuring cup that has an easy pour handle uh, on it, handle and, a spout, on it yeah. and a spout mm-hmm. so it doesn't drip or dribble. A little two ounce pour. And um, it has ounces, milliliters, um, 
you know, it has multiple kinds of measurement on mm-hmm. it. So you're so. never going to be going, guess, guesstimating. You're not going to ever guesstimate with this type of thing. And you're going to find this type of thing at, you know, your grocery store. It's going to be easy to find. From doing even the first couple recipes, the thing that we realized is that measuring is literally the most important thing that you can do. And it feels like we're kind of beating on this fact, but anybody that cooks, anybody that does anything that relies on taste, I mean, the reason why you're going to like Starbucks is because you're going to get the consistency every time. And they are huge on the fact that their drinks are consistent. Yeah, maybe Starbucks is not your favorite place, but guess what? It's going to taste exactly the same no matter where you go. It's because they're consistent and they measure. So if you can get this down at home, you know, you're going to be able to get your, you know, bar quality, restaurant quality stuff out to your friends and, you know, to yourself really, really easy. Yeah, and as we've been going along, there's things that we've been adding to our toolkit, um, mm-hmm. you know, like the mixing glass that we've talked about, you know, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy, where bottom. you can use an actual bar spoon in it right. and it doesn't move around when you're stirring. And, you know, there's definitely things that um, make life easier for you. Absolutely. Um, you don't have to have it, but it does make your life easier and it makes your drinks more consistent and you'll be happier with the results. Absolutely. So. And that's kind of the thing that uh, one little, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to make this a book review and I'm not going to make it. You know, you guys can go out and get this book yourself. I totally suggest it if you're in New York or I was going to tell you their uh, bars are in. They're in London, Paris, New York, and Ibiza, Spain. So if you happen to be in any of those places, look for the Experimental Cocktail Clubs. They all have a little bit of a different name, but I think Experimental is in uh, is in uh, Paris. But if you happen to be in Paris or New York, which if we are ever there, we're going to hit these establishments up for sure. Well, actually, we're hoping to plan a trip with those same friends, the original friends. To New York, and I would love book, to go to their uh, New York bar. To go to several of the bars mm-hmm. in New York. And they've but. been recently, they've been pairing them with a restaurant as well. So that, you know, that'll be a kind of a full experience. But to me, you know, just reading through here and, you know, just how they have, you know, how they're writing about their own journey, it's, you know, it really spoke to me. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. How about that? That's the real thing is that it wasn't like, oh, God, these guys from Paris are going to be insufferable when I read what they have to write. No, these guys were like, they're super cool. We want to share this with everyone and we're just doing the best job we can. And hey, here's this and here's what we've done. So it was, I was, it was, I really like that. And I'm going to read, like I said, I'm not going to make it a book review, but I'm going to read one sentence out of here that I really liked. So kind of here, it sums it up in a nutshell. They say, quote, Our philosophy was the same then as it is now. Every night in each of our bars, we strive to deliver the best drinks we can possibly make using the freshest ingredients with service, music, and atmosphere to match the quality of the cocktails and the glasses. I mean, that pretty much sums up the book and the spirit of, of the book, and that's what attracted me to it. And I really was looking to see if I could find these guys' email to give them this, you know, to (laughs) get this story to them, tell them, you guys have really inspired me. I don't know if you meant to, but you sure did. Yeah. You know, and it it was probably just happenstance that this was just the book that we bought right at the right time. But the truth is, is we we have like little page markers on all of the, this is actually a good hint. Sure. Um, On all of our cocktail books, this one was the start. Mm-hmm. I have these little like post-it. Sticky tabs. Sticky tabs on all of the recipes that we have ingredients for. That's a great way to start. So now that, you know, obviously you build your bar out, the more and more you do this. And then um, you realize, hey, I've got all three ingredients except for blah. That you we go can buy you that get blah. blah. <laughs> and then you're good. And that opens up another world of stuff you can buy. 
or so, per, that you can make drinks for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One of the things we do with those little sticky tabs is we sticky tab um, a lot of our books with those. So we can just flip flip to the recipe and say, oh, well, we have what we need to make this. Exactly. What do you want? And I mean, that doesn't mean that we're not perusing to see the other things we right. want to make in the future. And but could, when we have friends over. It makes it fun for them because they can go, you can make anything on these tabs. Yeah, anything on those tabs. And they can pop it open and go, how about this? And then you can make that. Yeah, so it's it, a nice way to keep track. And, you know, since they're kind of repeelable, you run out of something, you peel the tabs off or, you know, it's a fun way to do it. You can get those in bookstores, by the way, if you don't want to use Post-it notes. There's right. like cute little tabs. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do that, it's it's really fun for us. And then as we pick up another ingredient or whatever, we add an additional tab when we start sure, looking through the books. Sure, when you branch out, yeah. And it's been really great. Also, it's been really good for us because it keeps us from making the same drink over and over again. Right, which you um, get into because, you know, you go out and spend, you know, 30 or $40 in to get one drink made or maybe a little more. You probably want to work on that one drink for a while just, you know, because you're <laughs> like, oh, I kind of want to go back to the thing and spend another 100 bucks just to make two more drinks. But eventually you, you, you branch out and, you know, it's just one, it's one bottle at a time, so to speak, and then yeah. you end up with a cupboard full of craziness that gives or, you some good depth. And also sometimes you see the holes, right? So you'll see holes of like, oh, I remember if I had X, Y, and Z, I could have made this other cocktail. Sure. And one of the things that we like to do, you know, from this whole journey, in this whole journey is we like to go to distilleries or to try other places. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'll, I'll see something when we're at a distillery or do a tasting mm-hmm. and say, oh, you know, I think that would be great for this one recipe that we have. Exactly. Let's go ahead and pick it up. Right. So if you're going to buy like a vodka or a gin or a, even uh, some of the newer liqueurs bourbons yeah, or like, the liqueurs. Yeah. We had really good luck with a uh, honey rose uh, liqueur. Really sweet. And it can almost take the place of a simple syrup in your cocktails or a sugar cube like in an old-fashioned. And we, I do that all the time. And it's, it's, I love that bottle. It's a great one. So I think, you know, the whole idea of experimenting has mm-hmm. really uh, come through to us and really resonated with us. Right. And it doesn't mean that if you pick up another book that you w- wouldn't find something that would resonate with you. Exactly. Um, so I would encourage you to go to bookstores and look online. You know, there's a lot of really great sites like liquor.com. I find recipes on there all the time. I love... Liquor.com is great. I yeah. love their site. Sign up for their email. Like, it, it is fantastic. But this is our journey. It started really it with started our friends and then with us buying this... cocktail club, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm done with my first drink so it's, i wonder if we should make the second drink yeah so the second one uh is also out of the experimental uh, cocktail club and i believe it's probably is it, are we doing classic ripoff classic ripoff yeah it's a fun one because there's lots of ingredients in it so it's but they're not unobtainable well there are a lot of ingredients but at this point you guys should have them if you followed our other recipes if you should been, have everything if you've been following along and buying along I am going to, uh, this is going to go into a shaker. Oh, so we're going to shake this one. Yeah, right. and don't forget your measuring device. Of course. You're going to need it for this. There's a lot I'm of ready. ingredients I'm, in this. I'm ready. I've got a. have got an ocean of bottles in front of me. I've got a shaker ready. I'm going to throw some coops into the into okay. the freezer. Oh, here here's the ice. You want to throw some ice into your shaker? Yeah, ice in the shaker. Okay. Perfect. So the classic ripoff is going to be a little bit of a sweeter drink. 
and but it's still really well balanced and it's delicious. So let's go ahead and get started on this one. Let's do it. This, you guys are gonna love this one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read you what their recipe was and then tell you what we used because I think that's important. Um, so we they had one and a half ounce of Pikesville rye, which mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is. But if it's in your town or if you can get it, great for you. Yeah. Um, but we use bullet and it's still delicious. So. And we've also used the uh, we've also used Crown Royal Rye, which is a really good uh, kind of mid priced rye as well. That's been fantastic. Actually, we started with the Crown Rye. I always recommended it, but def- definitely you can't go wrong with the bullet either. You know, the Crown Rye is interesting because that's one of the ones where you were looking for a rye and mm-hmm. you went into a liquor store and you actually talked to the proprietor mm-hmm. and. They said, oh, you got to try this. It's won a bunch of awards. Because at that point, it was actually very, very inexpensive, and it had been winning awards, a ton of awards. I've noticed the price has creeped up on it because of that. Good. <laughs> because it's good. And now it's the same price as the bullet, so I've just been buying the bullet. Uh, so anyway, talk to the people in your liquor stores and stuff, too. A lot of people will have a lot of exactly. pretty good Like if you have a BevMo or a Total Wine, a lot of times those people are, you know, into it, too. So yeah, Or don't even be the afraid. little guys. I mean, go to talk to the little dudes. It's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're doing, we did one and a half ounces of Bullet mm-hmm. and three quarters of an ounce of Antica. So that's the Antica Formula Vermouth. You guys should yeah. have that in your fridge. Or excuse me, in your uh, liquor cabinet. Don't buy the small one. Buy the big one because you're going to use it. We how use mu- the heck out of that we, stuff. And you're going to use the heck out of it. It's in everything. Uh, how much we was that We started again? buying the small ones. We bought, one sm- <laughs> we bought one small one. Then I've never bought a small one again. Yeah, that's How much great. was that again? That was three quarters of an ounce. Okay, it's in there. Then one half an ounce of Luxardo Maraschino Liqueur. Okay, that's the, uh, that's the bottle that's wrapped in the kind of... Uh, Straw. Straw-looking stuff. Raffia or whatever. The raffia. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. It is definitely raffia. All right, that is in there. So half an ounce of that. Mm-hmm. And again, none of these ingredients are things we haven't used in previous recipes. Nope. So I think not, this is a really fun one to These are not do. unobtainable. Okay. Uh, you know how much I love fresh-squeezed lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So pull out your juicer. I've already got. Juice your lemon. It's already juiced. I'm ready. We're going to do three quarters of an ounce. Okay, let me measure that. It is in there. Perfect. This one, um, not as sweet. We're going to do one teaspoon of simple syrup okay. in this. Let me get that. Which of that is not very much. It's in there. It's just enough. It's you know, there. it already has a maraschino liqueur in there yeah, and the which sweet is, vermouth. Which is a little and, sweet, yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to do two dashes of Angostura. I'm going to get two big dashes of Angostura. Again, one of those bitter bottles we bought small first time, and yeah. then after that, we're like, huh, let's we'll just bottle. buy the big one. And I think as we discussed before, you're going to, you know, uh, you can find a measurement actually for how much a dash is, and if you want to do that, I encourage that. Is it an that. eighth of a teaspoon? I think it's, an, it's a third of a teaspoon. I think teaspoon. it's an eighth of a teaspoon. Well, what, we actually had the measurement. So. But just squish, squish, it's fine. It'll be fine. But if you want to measure it, you can find out what it is. But between the smaller and the larger bottles, the dashes are a different size. So, you know, your taste is going to change there. And it's a pretty potent material, and it will change your taste. So, you know, experiment there, guys. Experiment there for sure. And on this one, we're also going to do two dashes of Pichard's bitters. That's the pink stuff. That's the pink stuff that's from New Orleans. Known, known from New Orleans. All right, two dashes in there. Okay, you're just going to close that up and give that a shake. All right. Nice big shake. Get nice and cold. Of course, we're not going to subject you to the full length. Yeah. 
So you want to shake. When shaking, you want to shake it till it's so cold and frosty on the outside, and you've busted that ice up that almost you can't hold on to the thing. Wrap it in a towel. It'll help your hands. All right, perfect. Let's go ahead and uh, throw those in. Let's not throw. Let's strain them into our coops. Okay, so like Shannon alluded to there, every time you do a uh, cocktail where you're shaking up that ice like that, it's going to bust up. You want to strain that out. So now we did it. In a, we did this drink in a uh, cocktail shaker, so it's got kind of a gross strainer on top. It's going to keep the big chunks back, but the little chunks are going to come through. So you want to use your uh, that conical fine mesh strainer on the top of that, or pop the top off and use your uh, Hawthorne strainer, the thing with the spring on it. Either way is going to be good. I used a fine strainer on this, by So the Shan used a fine strainer as to not have to worry about the like top I don't like chunks of ice in the top of my coupe glasses. Exactly. And there will be people that tell you that when you go out, if you see chunks of ice in your glass, you have an amateur bartender. I no, mean, well, not one of us. I will just say, not one like, of us, it but probably tastes the same. It's going to taste the same. But it looks a little bit like a slushy on top, and it's not yeah. appealing to me as right. much. But I'll still drink it. Don't, right. I mean, whatever. So if you guys are taking pictures of your stuff... Fine strain, strain. <laughs> fine strain those shaken drinks, fine strain. So here we go. We're going to pour through that fine strainer. While you do that. Oh, nice. Oh, that looks great. Yeah, look, that... Ooh, look at that. I'm going to garnish this with a maraschino cherry. So I'm actually going to put on a little spear because I like my little exactly. spears. And this is... I like to be able to not have to dig it out of the bottom of the glass and just eat it right off of that thing. So. And this is going right. to, after being shaken, it's going to have a little bit of foam on top. I mean, not like a thick head of foam, but it's going to definitely be a little bubbly. Cheers. Cheers. See what you think about that. It is a little hazy. I mean, there's gonna, you know, from the uh, from I, the juice, it's a little bit hazy. It's golden. Let's give that uh, a taste. A golden pink, I would say. From I the think. Bouchards, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can smell oh, the can bitters. Sh- on yes. It. Yeah. It's this one's so, really bitter it's forward really on yummy. the smell. Um, I think that this is one of those drinks that you could almost make for anybody. Like you might want to start oh gosh, with making yeah. this for for friends just as the first drink if they come over, because it's a little bit of a sour. Uh, it's got some bourbon. It's disguised just a little bit. So if you have friends that you know don't like, don't like a, Manhattan a Manhattan or whatever, yeah. they'll probably like this one. So I mean, it's so good. It, it has really kind of that. The juice is it's it's pretty juice forward, but then it's cut with the maraschino and that extra sweet. It's it's a great drink. Yeah, it's like a combination of a lot of different kinds of drinks that I like. That's why it's all a classic in one <laughs> all in one drink. So I think I can't remember what all the things were, but obviously. Uh, um, with the pochards, you'd probably have uh, like a vukuri or something like that. Like I don't know. There's like a, yeah. you've got the oh, sorry, yeah, that's right. Um, the old town. You have a a sour because of the lemon juice. I don't know. There's a lot of different things going on in there, and mm. it's so good. It's really good. So I love it. Absolutely. Now, Shan, of course, we've probably we've got pictures of these drinks for folks. Why don't you give them the Instagram handle so they can go check these out? Yeah, we are at we're on Instagram at amateur bartending for the number four, immature, and on there we'll have pictures of these two cocktails from today, um, and we will also have a library of all of the ones from previous episodes and before that. So and as we've alluded to, you're also going to have those recipes on there too. So if you couldn't follow along, you've got the recipe to look at, and you can make it at home yourself. So, Shan, this has been, uh, I know we had talked about doing an episode on the Experimental Cocktail Club book, the kind of 
the one that got us into it, basically the the Bible for us, the starting, <laughs> starting the starting eight. point, the 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 keystone to what started us on all this. I'll even say the book that's cost me the most money out of my paycheck. <laughs> that is a great way. The, the the book that has cost us the most money and has damaged our liver the most. That's right. But oh, it's so it's so good, and I hope that whether it's this book or another book that gets you guys started, or maybe our podcast. I hope maybe. Um, that there'll be ways for you to feel like the things that you get out are more approachable. And when you start going through this, I want to make sure that you realize that the things that you make at home are always the things that you can get when you go out. And so you can start, I know for us, we've started to discern, well, we can make that at home, but oh my God, these people have these ingredients I've never seen before. So those are the types of cocktails now that we order when we go out to establishments. Right. Absolutely. Anyway, I hope uh, hopefully you have happy cocktailing, and uh, I am excited that we've had an episode to explore our journey with you guys. Absolutely. So hopefully you guys kind of know where we're coming from, and if you get a chance to pick this book up, you won't regret it. And uh, Shannon, this has been a great episode, so uh, cheers to you. Cheers. <laughs>